What's up, Packer fans, and welcome to this edition of the Unknown Packers podcast. This one is training camp number nine, short pour, and I am your host, Josh Ryder. So this this episode is going to be about what occurred in training camp on Sunday. Um, it was the the shortest practice of training camp thus far. So let's get right into it. Let's start off with some injury updates. So today or Sunday's practice um, was missing Brian Bulaga. But don't worry, as according to Rob Domofsky, the ESPN writer for the Green Bay Packers, it's just part of Brian Bulaga's rest plan. As we all know, and as Packer fans that have been following this team for some time, Brian Bulaga is injury prone. And it looks like the training staff and head coach Matt LaFleur are taking things into their own hands and just making sure that he is going to be ready for week one on Thursday night football against the Chicago Bears. So I I kind of agree with this move. You know, we had an off day on Saturday, so giving, giving him the day off yesterday is probably the best option for everybody, for Brian Balaga's health. And we all know if Brian Balaga is healthy, that gives our quarterback Aaron Rodgers a better chance to be healthy because when Brian Balaga is healthy, Aaron Rodgers is normally healthy. So Brian Balaga just sat out practice today or Sunday, so I'm assuming it's just um, just a part of his rest plan, and they want to make sure that he's ready to go when the Texans roll into town. Next up is Kevin King. As we all know, Kevin King has had his share of injuries. In his two years in the NFL for the Packers, he has only played in 15 of the 32 games, so that's less than half of them, obviously. He today was out, or Sunday was out with hamstring tightness. And after practice, when Coach LaFleur was talking to the media, he didn't sound too optimistic. He said that we will know more in the next couple of days. So that obviously means that it's not just some minor thing. Because if it was something minor, one, he would have either been in today or in back into practice. And two, if he wasn't back into practice, then he probably would have been ready to go for the Texans' practices today and Tuesday. So it seems like Kevin King is just getting bit with that injury bug again. He's struggled with it all all two years, and this is his third year. He's, he's starting to struggle with it now in training camp. So it doesn't sound great for him. But an interesting little tidbit is that Tony Brown took his spot with the ones when Kevin King went down yesterday in practice. And I, I really like that move. I love Tony Brown. He has a high energy. He's he's kind of like a Jair Alexander where he's he's vocal. He shows you, he lets you know when he's done something good. And I kind of like that. I mean, we need, cornerbacks are a position of need for the Packers and they have been for some time. And also another thing of need for the Packers is swagger. And that's something that Jair has brought in for the Packers last year. And Tony Brown is bringing that in too, you know. I like the way that he plays the game. He plays it with a swagger. He plays it with a confidence. He, and that's something that you have to have as a cornerback. You know, it's hard enough to to go up against the great quarterbacks in this league and and guys such as Patrick Mahomes or even in our division where you got Matt Stafford and I mean Kirk Cousins and Mitch Trubisky aren't the best. But you need that confidence as a cornerback. It's a tough position to play, and if you have that confidence, that just bolsters your swagger and it bolsters that that part of your roster so I like Tony Brown as a fill-in for Kevin King if Kevin King is absent for a while and then the next thing is Oren Burks it seems like he's going to be in for a much bigger role this year 
I say that because in Sunday's practice, he was he was lined up with the ones as he has been all camp, and it looks like he's really taken that that stride, that second year step, and he's following in the footsteps of Blake Martinez. It looks like he's kind of um, right on his heel and 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 anything that he is doing. So. I really like Oren Burks. It looks like he may have secured that other middle linebacker spot opposite of Martinez. You know, I would assume that he has done that. We picked him last year in the third round for a reason. And due to a shoulder injury last year, he didn't see much time. But now with Jake Ryan gone to the Jaguars, and due to the fact that we don't have much depth at middle linebacker, I see Oren Burks stepping in and having a much larger role this year for the Green Bay Packers. And that's something that obviously Goody envisioned when he drafted him last year in his first draft as a general manager. So I think that Oren Burks is going to step up and be in for a much larger role this year. Next up is the Darius Smith. You know, when we signed him, a lot of people were like, wow, that's a lot of money to give to a guy that really hasn't proven all that much. But he he's looking like he's the real deal. In, in practice on Sunday, he handled Alex Light, the backup tackle with ease and I know what you're probably thinking you know he's a backup tackle we, play, we paid Zedarius a lot of money to be a stud on along the along the defensive line and along the outside linebacking core but I mean to show that he can blow by a guy like Alex Light with ease just has to make Packer fans feel elated when they when they watch that and when they hear about that because you know we did hand him a lot of money but this is what the front office and the coaching staff has envisioned for Zadarius Smith. So I know he's he's going against Alex Light, but at the same time, he's also competed well with the best left tackle in the league and David Bakhtiari. I know a couple days ago in, in camp, he went 2-0 and against Bakhtiari, and it kind of took Bakhtiari back a little bit. And, and Bakhtiari said, you know, I'm not used to losing one, so I thought I'd lose two just to, just to get in the hang of it. And... and you know, it's kind of a, a joking matter from Bakhtiari, but at the same time, Zadarius, he looks the part, and he he's huge, man, and I think that he brings something to the Packers that they really haven't had in a while since probably prime Clay Matthews when he would come off the edge and fire off the edge with, with a ferocity that not many other outside linebackers had. So I think Zadarius Smith is going to be a great fit for this Mike Pettin scheme. And, you know, Mike Pettin loves the loves the guys that can move around and are versatile. And that brings me to my next point is that Rashawn Gary has another strong practice on Sunday. Uh, he blew up, according to Andy Herman of Cheesehead TV, Rashawn Gary blew up two plays in a row early on in practice. And a lot of people out there think that Rashawn Gary is a freak of nature and he's a really good athlete and... The practice that I went to last Sunday, it was very evident. He showed why he was the number 12 overall pick in the draft. And he showed why he was the number one overall recruit coming out of high school. And showed why he can be a force to be reckoned with in this league. So Rayshon Gary had another really good practice Sunday. And I think that he can contribute to a much larger role than what was initially thought of. Because he has that athleticism and he brings a different kind of versatility to this Packers defense that we haven't had in a while. Him and Zadarius can kind of go hand in hand and rush the quarterback from either the outside or the inside and the outside or the interior. So that's something that Mike Pettin really enjoys to have is that versatility and Rayshon Gary and Zadarius Smith seem to have that. Next up is Elton Jenkins 
actually took some reps with the ones in practice on Sunday. And personally, I feel that this is his job to take. You know, he's a second-round pick. We took him for a reason. He has that versatility, and that's something that this Packers coaching staff in the front office really, really like is having versatility at any position, especially defensive line and offensive line. So Elton Jenkins has that. He can play center. He can play guard. He could even move out and play tackle. But today he was he was in there at the left guard spot, and he was he was taking reps with the one. So I think that this is his job to take. That moved um, Lane Taylor to the left guard spot with the twos. And honestly, Elton Jenkins can bring something to the to the Packers offensive line that Lane Taylor can't, and that's the versatility. And Elton Jenkins, when you when I was up there on Sunday, he he was a massive man, and he he looked a, really eager to learn. He was always on the tail of of guys like David Bakhtiari or Brian Bulaga, or even Corey Lindsley. He was he was on the tail, and he was always looking to see what their techniques looked like. And he's anxious to learn. He's anxious to get in there. And getting that time with the ones today was much needed for him, I believe. And I think that going forward, he's going to see much more time there. Now, in this episode of Training Camp Short Pour, I'm going to talk a little bit about Raven Green. So, Raven Green, for the majority of training camp, has been the starting safety opposite of Adrian Amos due to Darnell Savage not being able to play because of his wisdom teeth being removed. But now with Darnell Savage recovered from those wisdom teeth, he's back in there, rightfully so, as a a starting safety opposite of Adrian Amos. But the interesting thing is that when Darnell Savage was out, it was Josh Jones that was playing kind of that dime linebacker position. So now with Savage returning, it seems to be that Raven Green has moved to that dime linebacker position and Josh Jones is back out. So this just proves that Raven Green has earned his spot on this team. And Mike Pettin has raved about him in the past and says that he's really put on some muscle and that he he's, looks eager to to learn and he he's he's a great safety and a great kind of dime hybrid linebacker type guy that can fit in this Mike Pettin scheme. So this just proves that he has earned his spot. He's a former undrafted free agent out of James Madison, and Green is making the most of his opportunities that he's been hit, been handed. Last year, he had some playing time. He played mostly special teams, but then he, he had an injury, which was unfortunate, obviously. But now coming back this year, Raven Green's in the best shape of his life, and it seems that he is going to take that, that hybrid dime safety linebacker role and that he's going to run with it. And... That shows a lot because when the, when the Packers drafted Josh Jones, they drafted him for a reason, and that was to to be kind of that hybrid safety and nickel and dime linebacker kind of guy. And if Raven Green is starting to take a hold of that and take reign of that position, that just shows that he's he's earned his spot onto this roster. Next up is Mason Crosby. He is back at practice now, which I know a lot of Packer fans are really excited to see. Um, Sam Ficken has done a decent job. Uh, he, he ended family night the other night with a 63-yard field goal, which is, I mean, that's a that's a really good kick. He obviously has some leg to him, but as Packer fans, we all know that Mason Crosby has been the kicker for this team for some time now and that he's he's kind of earned his spot and ha- he has that veteran role in the special teams room that 
You know, we got J.K. Scott and Hunter Bradley and some younger guys in that special teams room. So Mason Crosby's kind of been that steady guy in that room. And now that he's back, it seems like it's going to be his spot to run with. Coach LaFleur said that he has been kicking on his own time for some time now. And Mason Crosby said it's, he's been kicking for about a week. So he feels that he hasn't really lost much time. And, uh, I mean, uh, I, I would have to agree with him. If he's been been kicking on his own time for the past week or so, getting his reps in, I feel like now that he's fully healed from that calf injury, he's probably going to hop back in there and take reign of that, of that kicker position from Sam Fecken. And the last point that I want to wrap up on in this episode of the Unknown Packers podcast is that Sunday's practice was a very short practice. And honestly, it was it was probably due to the fact that the Texans are coming into town for Monday and Tuesday. It was only an hour and 18-minute practice. They had shoulder pads on, no, no, not in full pads, but um, they probably just wanted to take it a little easy. You know, there's going to be some competitive days coming in here with another team. It'll be nice to start hitting pads with another team other than going against your own guys. So that's more than likely the reason that it was such a short practice. And a lot of guys are probably now, they look to Monday and Tuesday and are like, okay, now we get to start hitting. Now we get to start really going at it with another team. And this is just another uh, stepping stone to the 2019-2020 season for the Green Bay Packers is that this week is going to be an important week in the development of a lot of players. And a lot of those bottom roster guys that are fighting for a spot on this team you know, you got another team coming in. You can show your competitive fire. And then in Thursday's game against the Texans, that's another great opportunity with the first preseason game. A lot of the younger guys are going to get opportunities to play. And, you know, it's going to going to be a lot of fun for them. You know, it's going to be for most of, this, most of the guys, it's going to be their first NFL game. And it'll be a lot of fun to see this year's roster start shaping out. Um, obviously, as training camp has, has gone on, there's been a few things that have stood out, whether it be Aaron Rodgers looking really good, Marquez Valdez Scantling stepping up and looking like he's taking control of that wide receiver two position. But now they're really going to get to see, now as fans we're really going to get to see what this Packers team is made of when they when they put on the pads and go against a team like the Texans for the first time this year in two practices and then into Thursday's game. So. That's going to be it for this episode. Make sure that you follow us at Unknown Packers on Twitter. You can follow me at JoshRider328. That's at JoshRider328 on Twitter. And make sure that you can you can follow hashtag follow the unknown too because the Unknown Packers crew is really taking a hold of of the of the reign of being a really good website and a really good podcasting um studio and a really good they're just they're, we're bringing a lot of really good stuff to to you guys and i feel like we've assembled the right team and it's going to be a, it's going to be a great season not only for the green bay packers but also for the unknown packers so as we wrap up i am josh Ryder, and this is the unknown packers podcast Thank you so much for following the Unknown Packers podcast. Make sure that you're tuning in to TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher, and a variety of other podcast platforms. Don't forget to say, hey, Alexa, play the Unknown Packers podcast. That's right.
We're good friends with Alexa. Make sure you're checking out our website, theunknownpackers.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Reddit, The Unknown Packers Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm Bryce Christensen, and this is The Unknown Packers Podcast. Podcast.